the Tom Sumner Program. Old Fashioned Radio for a New Generation. Oh, it's always a pleasure to be with you, Tom. You know that. Yay, Tom! I love it in Flint! You're very astute, Tom. Easy question. I'll debate Andy Dillon on your show. Well, that's a very good question. Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. I'm all right, Tom. How are you? Hey, lucky day, Mr. Sumner. Ciao, Tom. How are you today? <laughs> Hi, this is actor, comedian, Jonah Pody, and you're listening to the Tom Snyder, uh, Tom Smothers. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, what's his name? Oh, Sumner. The Tom Sumner Program. Good morning, Tom. How are you doing? Hey, at least I got the Tom part right. The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Our fellow Americans. Right now, the COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans. And soon, they will be available to everyone. The science is clear. These vaccines will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. They could save your life. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. That's the first step to ending the pandemic and moving our country forward. It's up to you. The Tom Sumner Program plays host to the best political roundtable on radio every Wednesday from 10 a.m. to noon. Armchair Politics features great commentary and analysis about the headlines from local, state, and national politics with an alumni of world-class pundits, plus quotes, tweets, and those weird and wacky stories we call The X-Files. If it's Wednesday, catch Armchair Politics on the Tom Sumner Program. This is Mayor Sheldon Neely, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Show. Hey, welcome back, everybody, as we roll into the third half of our three-hour tour known as the Tom Sumner Program. And speaking of tours, we're going to talk a little bit about travel with folks from Charity Pro Travel. We have several joining me by phone. We have uh, the uh, the founder and spokesperson, uh, Megan Maloney. Um, her father, Brad, is also on the line. Brad Maloney, he's the uh, co-CEO with Keith Hudson, who is not able to join us today. And uh, the chief strategy officer and travel industry pioneer, Rick Schneider, is uh, also on the line. Brad, Megan, Rick, welcome to the show. Hello. Well, looks like uh, something doesn't seem right here. It used to be so much fun. Oh, there we go. Mm -hmm. There we go. Now I've got you live. I had a little technical glitch there. Or or as they say in uh, airlines, uh, pilot error. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But uh, Brad and uh, Rick and and, uh, Megan, welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, let's let's start with Megan as the founder of Charity Pro Travel. Um, as I understand, this is an online travel site and fundraising platform. Um, how did this idea come to you? There have been online travel sites for a while now. Right. So when I was 11 years old, I unfortunately had a couple family members pass away to cancer all in a really short period of time. 
and being so young, um, I just wanted any kind of outlet to help make a difference for those that were dealing with cancer and losing loved ones. So at the time, my dad had been working on developing an online travel business. And mind you, this is like 2008. So a little bit ago, <laughs> online, uh, online travel really wasn't what it is today or half of what it was today. Um, but back then, I kind of came up with the aha moment to ask if there was any way that we could tie in raising money for charity with the travel co concept. And so we went from there and we decided um, to launch that. And it went well for being 2008, but with the recession and everything, we did have to put the idea on the shelf. And that's really when we've been able to pick it back up in the last couple of years and take it off of where we are now. So now we have fully um, come back, Charity Pro Travel. We donate 50% of our proceeds to the charity of the traveler's choice. So not only are you getting the lowest price travel, but you're also able to help out your favorite cause and make a difference with them. How, how did that idea come about, Brad? Yeah. Well, so basically, like like Megan said, we uh, I was looking to get out of the hospitality business back then in '08, which which I had been in most of my life, and online travel was still pretty new, as as Rick could talk about because he was one of the pioneers of it. But it was new, so we we did a test market when when Megan's grandparents passed away. Um, I called up the uh, there was a brand new charity called Stand Up to Cancer, and Patrick Swayze had just been diagnosed. So I contacted them and said, hey, listen, we've got this uh, travel site where, where we want to test out, and anything we, we raise, we'd, we'd love to give to Stand Up to Cancer. So we did this. We had a guy build this little test site, and uh, we raised money for Stand Up to Cancer and was out, and Megan was part of the telethon, which was you know, all over the world. It was broadcast, and uh, she was invited to be on the Ellen Show, which we weren't able to work out being she was 11 and in school. But um, we were part of the the uh, stand up. You, you meant Megan. Event. You meant Megan, not Ellen. Megan, yeah, <laughs> Megan. <laughs> right. And uh, uh, then she was on the uh, front page of the L.A. Times travel section. So we got a lot of publicity out of that. But uh, as Megan said, you know, her being eleven, there was no social media at the time. You know, no Twitter, no Facebook. So it would have been millions of dollars to launch this. Um, as Rick could tell you, you know, the big guys were just starting to become big guys back then, and, and we never could have competed. Um, so we just put it on the shelf till Megan got out of college, and we reached out um, to some charities and, and kicked the idea around. We thought, wow, we really got something here. So we relaunched this here uh, in the last two years, and, and Rick came on board, and uh, um, we're really excited about how we can help these charities around the country and make a difference. Now, Brad, you share CEO duties with uh, Keith Hudson, who, uh, for people who don't recognize the name, is uh, <laughs> pop star Kate, uh, Katy Perry's dad. How did, how did he get into this uh, project? Sure. So uh, Keith and I have been friends for many years, and um, I had told him about what Megan and I had tried to do back in, in 08, and uh, Keith has been a philanthropist his whole life. Um, 
he's uh, he and his wife has traveled the world um, on missions and missionaries and, and helping churches and underprivileged and so forth. So when I told him that we were thinking about uh, revitalizing this and, and kicking it back off, uh, he and Mary wanted to be a part of it. Um, they're, they're givers, and uh, they thought it was a great idea. So it's been really cool to have Keith on board, and uh, uh, Katie has sent out a few tweets for us uh, when we first did the soft launch. and So it's been really cool. We're really looking forward to growing this thing and, and getting the word out. And, and I want to give... Uh rick a chance to get in here rick schneider who's the chief strategy officer rick how did you get involved with this and what kind of a strategy can you come up with a with a company that's uh, uh about a year into uh, operation when a pandemic hits boy isn't that the truth <laughs> what, an what an opportunity tom the truth be told i retired after 30 years in the travel business um, last April, speaking of interesting time to get out of travel, and uh, I was actually vice president at, at, at Priceline.com, uh, and then before that at Travelocity. And uh, we had a, a partner program where we could actually make it possible for our partners like AAA and airlines and the military to to have their own website and special deeply discounted deals even better than what's on Priceline, and and uh, so that they came to us and said we have an idea to you know give back on every bit of commission that we make give a percentage of that back to needy charities. And I said I'm on baby. I was ready to retire and. Uh, I thought, what an opportunity, because the demand for travel now is, well, as you know, it's just blowing up. And the fact that you can take a trip and give a percentage back that costs you nothing to give to charity is a wonderful way to go. It, it is a wonderful way to go. And, and I have to ask, because um, it, it seems like uh, just as travel is beginning to pick up again, we're, you know, hearing that... that uh, COVID is fighting back a little bit against that, and we've seen problems with uh, airlines like uh, uh, Spirit and uh, <laughs> yeah, American think, Airlines, um, which has more to do with with um, with staffing, I think, than than anything I, else. I think you're right, and I have to tell you, my son is a pilot for Spirit. And he spent the last three days in Myrtle Beach. <laughs> <It's tough. laughs> so it, 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 it was uh, quite a... But you know what? Americans having the same problems. And I, I've been actively traveling after I got vaccinated in you know, January. I'm, I'm an old guy, so I was lucky here in Florida to get it early. And i got to tell you, it's, uh, it's busy out there. Um, the demand is higher than I've ever seen it. But the services still aren't there. You know, the hotels are still cut back because they don't have the staff for room service. You're going to get your room service. You're going to pick it up in a paper box. I mean, things like that have changed dramatically. But, you know, there's still – I just got back last week from a cruise in Alaska. There's so much travel happening right now. and It's relatively safe, except the stock market, of course, travel tanked about 10 days ago <laughs> with COVID. <laughs> But that's but but that's uh, that brings up an interesting uh, an interesting point. Um, is uh, Charity Pro Travel publicly traded? How how do you fund uh, this operation? No, uh, good question. Um, you know, it just came together here with uh, you know Keith and I 
and and Rick and and Megan and uh, a couple friends and family and uh, Bruce Kramer, who is our COO. Um, you know, it's all been privately funded. Um, we have just recently started a uh, a fundraise as we're we're starting to take on some investors to grow this thing globally. Um, so yeah, we've been self funded to this point, and we're we're really looking forward to. Uh, uh, you know, the growth and development of this, it's a, it's a great concept. I mean, nobody's ever done anything like this before. Now, Megan, so, while, uh, Megan while you were in college, were you expecting to uh, pick up uh, Charity Pro Travel as soon as you got out of college? So I really wasn't at the time. <laughs> I was going to get my degree in marketing, and it was actually a end of the semester project where I had to make a business plan and it was like completely from scratch you had to come up with a business and I was like I've already come up with a business I think this is going to be easy <laughs> so I heard that um, end of the semester project I did a business plan for charity pro travel and that kind of refueled the fire of hey this could actually really work and we could really do this so I got back in contact with um, Dad, of course, and that was when we just started developing our team. And at the time, we were good friends with Keith, like he said. And he loved the idea. He was all for it. And then we just kind of pioneered it through, and we put together an incredible team. And without them, we wouldn't be where we are. When you did the soft launch, what what does that look like when it's an online travel business? Do you... Um, just put it out there and and hope people stumble across it. How how did that in a pan in a in a pandemic? It's pretty ugly. I I was going <laughs> to say. Yeah, we uh, actually our uh, our our CTO is is a um, a fellow by the name of Steve Holloway, and he's a brilliant young guy. Um, he's also our chief marketing officer. So as we kind of just started to ramp up for that soft launch. Of putting a marketing plan in place, you know, COVID hit, of course. So, you know, we were able to throttle back, and of course, you know, no financial bleeding because you know we run everything ourselves in house, so we don't have that big burn rate or expense rate. So we were able to just kind of throttle down a little bit, and that allowed us some time to do some some test marketing and and create some videos and some advertising assets. We put them out on YouTube during the shutdown. You know, not advertising travel, but just kind of doing some branding. Um, and uh, we were able to learn a lot from that and, and was well-received. Uh, you know, we'd spend $100 on, on some advertising as a test, and we'd get, we'd get thirty or 40,000 views on YouTube. Oh, wow. So uh, we're hoping to really be able to blow that up as uh, we come out of this pandemic uh, for the third or fourth time here. Well, and, uh, and and that's why we're looking for investment to grow, so we can really put a, a global national marketing, a global and national marketing plan together, and uh, grow this company. You know, it's about getting the word out because you know why wouldn't you use Charity Pro Travel? You're not only getting the lowest price, but a great user experience. But you've got a, a trusted brand behind us as we, we're partners with Priceline. So, and the best part it is. You, you take the vacation, we make the donation. You know, we send your charity a check. So, Brad, what, I have to put I have to put a comma here. Um, Rick, Brad, Megan, can you stick around for a few minutes so we can talk some more? Of course. Sure. 
Great. Um, my guests are from uh, Charity Pro Travel. We'll have more right Hello, after darling. this. Hello, This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of novel or new coronavirus. If you have traveled to a country with a widespread outbreak of COVID-19, CDC recommends you stay home and check your health for 14 days after returning to the United States. Take your temperature with a thermometer two times a day. Watch for symptoms like fever, cough, and trouble breathing. And if you feel sick or have symptoms, call ahead before you go to a doctor's office or emergency room. Tell the doctor about your recent travel and your symptoms and avoid contact with others. For more information, visit cdc.gov. Hey, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. Catch me and a gaggle of great guests weekdays on Our Voices Radio, WFOVLP 92.1 FM. You never know who might drop by. Joe Biden from the Blue Hawaiian. Dan Serling. Congressman Dan Kildee. Alexander Zondrick. Actor, comedian Joe Napote. Woodrow Stanley. U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow. State Senator Jim Annan. Comedian Brian McCree. The unknown comic. Mark Farner. And Tom, I want you to know Tom's my friend. You, you've always got great questions, and you know the material, and you, and you care about it, and it's uh, it's that's impressive. Nice to be with you, Tom. And I admire you for reading all of that. I haven't read the whole thing. I've got willing to admit that. <laughs> hey, Tom, this is my favorite interview all. It's like having coffee at the kitchen table with you. Tune in Monday through Friday from 9 to 12 right here on 92.1 of a Kind. And check out our website at TomSumnerProgram.com. Yo, speaking. Oh, dear. Honey, our car warranty is expiring again. So soon? It just expired last week. You don't even own a car! Not now, Dana. Your father's on the phone. Hey! Mom and Dad, you're being scammed! It's a robocall! Scammers are using new technology and clever tactics to make more and more calls that look legitimate, but are hard to trace. They can make it look like they're calling from any number, even from numbers of people you know. My robocall crackdown team is working with state and federal partners to stop the robocalls for good, but I need your guys' help. Don't trust your caller ID. Verify you're really talking to the person whose number appears when your phone rings. If you accidentally answer a robocall, hang up right away. Engaging in conversation will only lead to more calls. Use a call blocking app on your cell phone that stops robocalls before they interrupt your day. And if you do get a robocall, File a complaint with my office online at mi.gov slash robocalls. And mom, dad, please do not give your information out to these scammers over the phone. They're just trying to trick you. Well, at least they call. No, I get it. You're busy. But you know Janine's daughter is a doctor. She calls every week. A doctor. A doctor. 
Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel. Visit mi.gov slash agcomplaints for your connection to consumer protection. Hello, this is State Senator Jim Ananick, and you're listening to Tom Sumner Program. Hey, welcome back, everybody. We uh, continue our conversation with... um, we have uh, Megan Maloney, the founder of Charity Pro Travel, and her uh, dad, Brad, who is uh, co-CEO of uh, Charity Pro Travel. Also, their chief strategy officer, Rick Schneider, is uh, joining me by phone. And uh, welcome back, everybody. Thanks for sticking around, and sorry to make you sit through all that. <laughs> no problem. Um Glad to be here. Now, we were talking about um, Megan really kind of came up with this idea when she was 11 years old, and then it got put on hold. She went off to college, and I, I was I was kind of teasing her about, you know, going away to college and then coming back and just picking up where you left off. Um <laughs> <laughs> was it was it kind of like that, or, or or did it take on a, a different personality than that? So, kind of a little bit of both, I would say. It was something I hadn't anticipated whatsoever. I expected to go work in a marketing branch for some company and just kind of fit in where I can fit in. But doing the business plan kind of gave me that fuel of fire of, I want to do something good. And this really is an incredible opportunity to do so, whether you're booking your travel or you're the founder of the website. Either way, you're, do- you're doing good. Um, so it was kind of a little bit of both. I never expected it, but also being who I was at 11 years old, I always knew that I wanted to do something that had more of a meaning behind it. So it did kind of seem like a little bit of a full circle effect. Well, that's, you know, we were talking in the last segment about uh, the pandemic coming along, which really kind of put a halt to travel, made it a little bit hard to, to, to get this thing moving. But I think it was Rick that was talking about how travel is exploding now in what we hope are the final uh, stages of uh, the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, where are people going? Well, Tom, you know, think about this. The last time something like this happened was 9-11. And I was working at Travelocity back then. And, you know, it took about two years for travel to recover. But this is something that I've never seen before. I think because people have been pent up and all the restrictions that were there, there is such an appetite to get on the road and go that the the, the catch-up or the return has just been incredibly, incredibly fast. People, I think, are tending to stay more closer to home. Uh, Regional trips, drive trips, if they're in the U.S., they're they're flying, of course. But I think you're going to see Europe and Asia a couple of years away till people have the full trust, at least a year, to take those trips in foreign countries. Uh, I've already been to Mexico uh, maybe two months ago. No problems at all. Lots of testing. Just got off a cruise ship last week in Alaska very well um, the protocols are in place so it's so easy to travel if you're vaccinated now but i will say this make sure you make your reservations well in advance things are already booked up for the holiday season even into next quarter uh, next year um, because the demand's so high but this way you can go to charityprotravel.com do your reservations get your best prices 
the exact same prices, if not better, than are on Priceline, and the percentage will go back to the charity that you choose. We talked about, parenthetically, and, and this might be another question for Rick, but um, in the last segment about uh, the problems that Spirit and American Airlines are having with, with staffing and, and keeping planes in the air, um, is is there... Um, do you have a, a sense that that is um, because there's so much demand for travel, or is it purely staffing? I think it's mostly staffing. A lot of people will let go on the ground. You know, flights were cut back dramatically, and those people have to be reinstated. Um, and I think you're going to see airlines like American and Spirit recoup. I think today they canceled half their flights again. Uh, they need time to reset. And but what you're still going to see. I'm but do you get a heads? Do you get a heads up when when they they start canceling flights? And what does that do when you have people booked? Boy, I'd, <laughs> I'd be very upset. But here's the thing. Uh, as far as the airlines, they deal directly with the airlines uh, if they have a problem when they book through us. So they have a number straight to the airlines. For hotels, we have a 24-7 line that can help them day or night. And it's, it's really Priceline's customer service. Um, so it's good. It's worldwide and uh, very helpful. But, boy, get to the airports early. I mean, like, two hours early. You can't believe the crowds that are there. And be prepared for long lines and take your masks. Are the airlines still uh, requiring masks on board, or is Absolutely. that is that even coming back? And and so, and so are the airports. So as soon as you get to that federal facility in the airport, you have to be masked. And I have a feeling with the variant now with Delta that you're going to probably see cruise lines perhaps require masking, you know, even with vaccinated people. I don't know that for a fact, but I'm just starting to get that feeling. The, the cruise I was on last week had three positive cases and it was an all-vaccinated cruise. When people are traveling, um, especially uh, with air travel, um, it, I, I heard about this thing a while back. It was it was a little controversial. This idea about vaccination passports. But when I got my vaccination, I was given a little certificate, you know, that that was signed by a doctor, you know, who had administered the the two doses and and they were dated and all of that. So I have a little um, a little certificate. Do people have to prove vaccination? Yes, except in Florida. So if you're taking a cruise in Florida, the governor here, which some have called Death Santis, <laughs> just because of some of his stance on COVID, it's all in the eye of the beholder, I guess. But the governor here has actually sued the CDC, saying that the cruise lines do not should not have to follow their rules of being 100% vaccinated on the cruise. He won't allow vaccination passes in Florida. I took my cruise in Washington State, no problem. I, I I don't know why I get such a kick out of mentioning Florida, but uh, oh, stop I, I do a weekly political <laughs> roundtable, and we do a segment called The X-Files. They're just weird and wacky stories that we wind up the show with. Um, the rest of the show is pretty serious about 
news headlines. Well, we're off Floridians, I have to remind you. <laughs> but, but I have to tell you, almost every week, one of those weird and wacky stories starts with a Florida man. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty bad. It's really, though, i got to tell you, when you're freezing in Flint in January and I'm in flip-flops enjoying the weather, then come tell me about it. Well, a lot of people from Flint <laughs> and Detroit, Rick, um, you know, they, they, so had, funnier in Flint. <laughs> they had right down I-75 to Florida, so <laughs> <That's true. laughs> we don't That's sit here true. waiting for the phone to ring from some Floridian to tell us what the temperature is. No, and they're, mostly going, <laughs> they're mostly going to the west coast of Florida. Um, we just touched on this very, very briefly, but I wanted to uh, talk about it some more. You said it would be a couple of years before international travel uh, begins to return to normal. Um, but what about international travel right now? Um, Rick, you said you were in Mexico recently, and, um, and, and where was your, your cruise? Where did your cruise go? To Alaska. It oh, was to- all U.S. They, they've changed the laws now. Usually a ship has to stop in a foreign country. But because Canada is still closed, uh, the Biden administration changed that rule. So it just went Seattle to Alaska. But, you know, for instance, in Mexico, if you're going out of the country, you have to have a COVID-negative test within, I believe, 24 or 72 hours before you return home to the country. They won't let you in. Is... Um- Hawaii got hit pretty hard, um, their their tourism, um, because they were very strict about people quarantining for two weeks if, if they traveled to Hawaii. And for people taking a two-week vacation to Hawaii, that wasn't very attractive. Um, <laughs> so is, is that coming back? Is, is tourism coming back in Hawaii? You know, I, I can't address that. I don't know if Megan or Brad can. I, I'm just not that in touch with Hawaiian travel. Again, it's part of the U.S., so it does have more lax rules. They don't have to get tested to come back into the country because they're in the country. I'm just telling you, everything is popping when it comes to travel. Prices, in some cases, have doubled at resorts, literally doubled. So if you're planning on going places plan really early unless of course the, you never know what's going to happen with covid but uh that's the other thing hotels and airlines have made much more less restrictive fares so you can cancel take travel insurance so important during covid and we have all of that available at charity pro travel what about the um uh, about the airlines and hotels and brad maybe you can pick up on this or megan if you want to weigh in um are they are um, our, our airlines and hotels, what, what kinds of things are they doing to entice travelers and to make them feel secure in, in traveling to those places? Yeah, I was actually just traveling for a family reunion recently. I took a flight back to Illinois, and when flying, the pilot even announced um, before we took off that anyone who wasn't fully complying with the mask requirements and keeping it on throughout the duration of the trip that he would personally see that they were put on the no-fly list. So that was something that made us all feel really secure. And as Rick was saying, hotels are offering really limited services, made services only by request, um, and there's just minimal contact. 
So it seems that everyone is kind of doing their part to make everyone feel safe, you know, extra sanitation, that sort of thing. Megan, great point. In fact, I'll tell you something crazy. On the cruise I just took, there was no lifeboat drill. It was done on an app. Again, I have never seen that. I've probably cruised 25 <laughs> times, and they're trying to do contactless sorts of, uh, of uh, contact where everything's done through an app or you get a, a barcode to see the menu. <laughs> Those are the kind of things you're starting to see now. That, that mm-hmm. reminds me yeah. a little bit of, of a group of friends sitting around a table in a restaurant texting each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true, though. Um. What about what about that? The, during the pandemic, there were some some pretty interesting um, things that popped up. Not not just the uh, working from home and Zoom meetings and those things, but I saw that um, there were museums and other similar attractions that were doing like the equivalent of a Zoom tour. Mm-hmm. And and people yeah, there was could, a yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, there was there there was definitely a lot of that, and especially in the music industry, where you know they were completely shut down and and, and not able to form perform um, live. So there was a lot of lot of Zoom things like that going on. In fact, um, we also have a uh, charity portion of of um, uh, of us called the Charity Pros that we raise money for children's charities. We advocate for children's social causes. Um, and during this pandemic, uh, Megan came up with the idea after doing some research that our, our um, first responders and frontline healthcare workers that, that were, uh, you know, dying from the, from the very uh, um, thing that they were protecting us from, uh, we found that their children were being left, left behind. That, that mm. They had these kids that were losing their heroes. Um, you know, our heroes. Sure. So we did our own virtual event um, called the Charity Pros for Heroes, where we got uh, artists together like uh, uh, Kelly Hansen from Foreigner, John Fogarty, Lance Bass, Mel Gibson. Uh, we had over 20 artists and entertainers on a uh, virtual concert to raise money for educational scholarships for the kids of our fallen heroes. Um, I had forgotten, Rick, I had forgotten about all the music that I watched virtually and how many entertainers' basements I've seen now. Well, and you're a musician yourself, so good thing you're not out touring anymore because it would have been pretty skim skim pickings. Indeed, Mm -hmm. indeed. Um, But I've had a lot of friends that, I I had one friend that did a thing, and, and you'll get a kick out of this. He um, had a, a studio in his home, and he, um, with his acoustic guitar, he decided to do 30 songs in 30 days. <laughs> and, and every day he would post a song, and they were all by request. And what he was doing was literally not taking requests of things in his repertoire, but taking any request and learning the songs and wow. it, it became wow. like an exercise in expanding his, his repertoire while at the same time being this very warm and intimate, um, you know, I'll play your request. And, uh, and, and so he, he posted a different Facebook video every day for 30 days with a different song. And these were all songs he'd never performed before. And it was, mm-hmm. it very was really neat. fun. Very There's cool. So many, 
there have been some really good things come out of a terrible thing and new ways to do business. My only worry, Tom, is that the lodging community and the travel community in general doesn't go cheap and use the excuse of COVID to keep service levels subpar. And Mm -hmm. I'm starting to see that a little bit in some cases where a hotel might be at 98% occupancy, which is darn near full, but they're still short about 10 staffers because they haven't been able to find people to work, or at least that's what they say. So I I just plan on seeing that for the, you know, for the foreseeable future, as as Megan said, levels just not where they used to be. Yeah, Yeah, I'm just starting to go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I can tell you that, uh, um, I was in Orlando over the weekend and stayed at an offsite uh, property not too far from Disney and uh, Mega Resort. And they had several of their on-site restaurants closed. And uh, we did have dinner uh, one of the poolside restaurants. And they had uh, two servers for about 40 tables. Yeah, I was I was just going to make kind of the same point. Um not necessarily in a in a tourist mecca like Orlando, but just even locally. I'm just starting to get out and about, and I've been to a couple restaurants, and I could tell they were they were short staffed. Mm-hmm. And please, yeah. audience, be kind to your servers. It's not their fault. I feel so bad for the people behind the airline counters and the restauranteurs of the the people serving you. That you know, it's not in their control. Thank God they're working. Yeah, exactly, and and that's a and that's a great point. I'm glad you made that point. Um, what are are you seeing so far in the people that are using Charity Pro Travel um, in terms of the charities that they're selecting for the the proceeds to go to? Um, you mentioned, um, of course, children of uh, first responders and frontline workers. Um, that have been killed by COVID, but um, what are some of the, I, I don't know, are, are, there, are there some trending charities? Well, there, there really hasn't been. They're still kind of, you know, all over the place. Uh, you know, we're partners with, you know, with, with just not large charities like uh, Direct Relief and, and uh, you know, World Vision and Coleman and Special Olympics. Uh, but we're also partners with small charities. So, you know, if it's your church or if it's a, a, a local organization uh, like the Raddatz Foundation here in Florida or the uh, Susie Q's Kids, um, you know, we work with all of those charities. So when people book, they're usually mostly associated with one of those. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, I like that charity or I like that charity. Or it's people that are involved with the charity that select them. But believe it or not, we, we do have um, probably about 25, 30% of the people that book travel, they don't even choose a charity. They're here for the, for the uh, easy, easy um, ability to get on and book, and they know they're always getting the lowest price or equal to. Um, and one other thing that, that we offer that nobody else does is, is we have the only charity partner program in the business. And what that is, is if you come if you come on now there's never a cost to book on charity pro travel but if you make a twenty dollar donation to your charity you get a lifetime membership which gets you into a whole nother low tier of travel up to 65 percent off hotels around the world 
So if you book on Charity Pro, you're already getting the lowest price that anyone else is offering. But if you become a member by making that donation, that unlocks a whole low tier of prices that nobody can touch. Yeah, Tom, we call that closed, back when I was at Priceline anyway, <laughs> closed user group rates. And honest to goodness, it's actually possible if you became that $20 member for life to get rates even lower than are on Priceline. So the other great thing about working with someone like Charity Pro Travel is the fact you're getting all the hotels inventory, all the airline inventory, except for a few like Southwest that don't participate. But you're, you're getting all that in one place instead of having to go to all different hotel sites and look here and there. It's all together. It's all put uh, in a very easy format for you at the best prices. I urge people to go and just check it out at, at CharityProTravel.com. It's Quite amazing, and, yeah. and you're doing something good at the same time. Yeah, right. Tom, I'll give you an exa- a quick example. I, I stayed at the Carib Royale in in Orlando, and it was 249 a night everywhere, including their own site. I booked it on Charity Pro Travel for ninety seven dollars. Wow! Using the membership, of course, which is only twenty dollars for a lifetime membership. I stayed at the Fairmont in San Francisco for a hundred bucks on a weekend. I mean, those are the kind wow. of deals that are there. That's amazing, hey, Megan. And and before before we do this, because we're we're getting close to the end of our time, I want to say thanks to uh, Brad Maloney and uh, Rick Schneider for uh, uh, spending this time with me this morning. And and Megan, of course, uh, Megan Maloney, the uh, founder and spokesperson of Charity Pro Travel. Um, Megan, very quickly, I want to let people know where they can find out more about Charity Pro Travel. And is there any place or or method of transportation that that you can't help people arrange? Um, No, we pretty much cover everything from rental car, airfare, hotel, travel package, um, and that in between, you just have to go to charityprotravel.com and see for yourself everything that we offer. There is also an about page where you can read a little bit more um, in depth of our story and where we come from in our mission. Well, I, again, I want to thank you all for uh, sharing some time with me and the listeners this morning. This is fascinating. Thank you so well, much for having much. us. Yeah, thanks so much, Tom, for uh, for your time as well and giving us some time to help us spread the good word about charity pro travel we really appreciate it all right well keep up the good work take care thank you (laughs) that was uh megan maloney the founder of charity pro travel and her dad brad maloney who is uh, co-ceo along with keith hudson uh pop star katie perry's dad um and uh and we also had uh with us in addition to uh Megan and Brad, their chief strategy officer, Rick Schneider, and uh, who came to them from uh, Priceline.com talking about charity pro travel, a way to save money and donate to your favorite cause because 50% of the commissions go to your favorite charity. And we're going to take a short break and talk about some of our favorite charities. Um, If you're listening to us on WFOV 92.1 LPFM Flint, 
uh, Our Voices Radio is a service of the Flint Odyssey House Spectacle Productions and my friend Paul Herring. We're going to let them squeeze a few words in or do whatever they do uh, when we go to break. If you're streaming us at TomSumnerProgram.com, we have some messages as well. And then we'll be back with the final segment of today's edition of the Tom Sumner Program. And we're going to talk some more about travel tomorrow. We're going to talk about uh, the return of Back to the Bricks. And, and uh, we're going to talk about getting out after uh, COVID. And we're going to have Motown hey! music. <laughs> this is the Unknown Comic. And guess what? You're listening to the Tom Sumner Show right now. And now. And now, too. And even now. Our lives have been turned upside down by COVID-19. When a vaccine becomes available, it's critical that all of us get it. What we do as individuals will impact everyone's health, including those who can't get the vaccine. We won't get through this unless everyone takes part. Now is the time to get up to date on all recommended vaccines for both kids and adults. Experts say it's more important than ever for everyone to get their flu vaccine this year. And if you're older, you should get both the flu and pneumonia vaccines, since both illnesses can make COVID-19 even worse. Vaccines are available at a lot of convenient places, so be an example for friends and loved ones and encourage them to get vaccinated too. We all want to reunite, travel, and get back to school and work. But that means we all need to get on board. This is the time to do what's right for each other. Get vaccinated. It's our best shot. Hey, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. Catch me and a gaggle of great guests weekdays on Our Voices Radio, WFOVLP 92.1 FM. You never know who might drop by. Joe By from the Blue Hawaiians. Dan Serling. Congressman Dan Kildee. Alexander Zondrick. Actor, comedian Joe Napote. Woodrow Stanley. U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow. State Senator Jim Ananick. Comedian Brian McCree. The unknown comic. Mark Farner. And Tom, I want you to know Tom's my friend. You, you've always got great questions, and you know the material, and you, and you care about it, and it's, uh, it's that's impressive. Nice to be with you, Tom. And I admire you for reading all of that. I haven't read the whole thing. I've got willing to admit that. <laughs> hey, Tom, this is my favorite interview all It's like having coffee at the kitchen table with you. Tune in Monday through Friday from 9 to 12 right here on 92.1 of a Kind. And check out our website at TomSumnerProgram.com. East Village Magazine is the monthly neighborhood magazine read all over Flint. With support from grants, donations, and advertisers, East Village Magazine's talented local writers give you an in-depth look at local news, issues, and people that make Flint, Flint. Copies of East Village Magazine are available at many of your favorite shops and restaurants around Flint or online at eastvillagemagazine.org. East Village Magazine, community-focused and community-supported. Discoveries. They happen when we least expect them in places we thought we knew. And discoveries have a way of teaching us a little more about ourselves along the way. Welcome to Flint and Genesee County where up north meets down south. Home to Michigan's largest county park system and a vibrant culture. A place filled with discoveries we've yet to make throughout acres of beautiful lakes, wetlands, and woods and in the diverse city beyond. Where the uplifting melodies of gospel choirs fill the air. Where the work of renowned artists color the galleries and museums. Where the fresh fruits and vegetables at the downtown farmer's market awaken our senses. 
and where the cultural center and planetarium broaden our view of the world. Let's spend a few days enjoying the wonders of Flint and Genesee County, where the joy of discovery is pure Michigan. Your trip begins at michigan.org. MTA Flint is nationally recognized for continually seeking to provide sustainable, reliable, and cost-efficient transportation for individuals throughout the region. Through work-related and non-emergency medical transportation and your ride services, MTA is moving people with future and alternative fuel technologies. More information about MTA Flint and specialized services is available at mtaflint.org. Hi, this is Ann Serling, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Ladies and gentlemen, in Philip Rapp's creation, The Bickersons! (laughs) Like most married women, Blanche Bickerson is a romanticist. Having talked poor husband John into taking her on a second honeymoon, three o'clock in the morning finds Mrs. Bickerson in the lobby of a small hotel at Niagara Falls. Exhausted and bleary-eyed from the long drive, John Bickerson unloads the luggage outside as his wide-awake wife talks to the night clerk. Let's listen. It doesn't really matter about the room as long as we have a nice view of the falls. Yes, ma'am. I'll bet you don't remember me. No, ma'am. Well, I wouldn't expect you to with all the honeymoon couples you meet. I was here seven years ago. Is that so? Yes. (laughs) Well... Better luck this time. Oh, we're still married to each other. We're just having a second honeymoon. Do many people do that? No, ma'am. I wonder why. I wouldn't know, ma'am. Are you married? No, ma'am. Arthritis makes me walk this way. Will you please sign the register? Oh, I'm sorry. Last time we were here, we had to wait two days for a room. We stayed in a motel in Buffalo. Oh, here you are. Thank you. Is that Bickerson? Yes, didn't I sign it right? Yes, ma'am. Mrs. John Bickerson and husband. Here's the key, room 318. There's the automatic elevator over there. We don't have any bellboys at night. Oh, that's all right. I'll go out to the car and get my husband. John, where is he? He's not in the car. I wonder if he took the luggage out of the trunk. Good heavens! John, get out of that trunk, you darned fool. John, John, John! Blanche, 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 shut the door, there's a draft. Come out of that thing. All right, all right, all right, don't pull. Ow, my hand! Oh, serves you right. Pick up that luggage and straighten yourself up. Ow. I don't want you to go in that nice hotel looking like a ragamuffin. It's a nice muffin. Um, Grab a couple of these bags, will you, Blanche? No! It wouldn't look right on our honeymoon. Come on! Oh, my back. Where's the bellboy? We don't have any at night. Are you the clerk? Yes, sir. Where's the register? I I want a room with a bed. I've already signed it. You've got a room. Good. Where are you going to sleep? Come on, John. Stop dragging your feet. I just drove 2,000 miles for a second honeymoon. Lead me to my room. You had to talk like that in front of the clerk. Oh, let me sleep, will you, Blanche? I'd just like to go one place with you that you didn't embarrass and humiliate me. You've been unbearable since we left home. Keep going. In here? Yes. 
Pull the bags in so I can shut the door. No windows? No nothing? How much do they get for this broken down room? This is the elevator. (laughs) Oh, well, push the button or something and get it started. I can't keep my eyes open another minute. I was afraid this would happen. I'd hoped that going on a second honeymoon would bring us closer together. Can't get much closer than this, unless you throw the luggage out. Every time I want you to be romantic, you're so distant, John. What is keeping us apart? The brown suitcase. What floor are we on? I'm sleepy. You're always sleepy. When you're not sleepy, you're humiliating me. I'll never be able to face that night clerk in the morning. You won't have to. Why not? There'll be a day clerk. Which way is the room? I don't know, and I don't care. I'm going to stay in the elevator. Oh, come on, will you, Blanche? Well, say you're sorry. I'm sorry. Now, where's the room? Right in front of you, 318. Well, open the door before I collapse. Thank heaven. I gotta get some sleep. Well, put the lights on. Don't stumble around in the dark. Don't want to open my eyes. Just aim me at the bed and give me a shove. I'm not gonna let you sleep until you undress properly and unpack the luggage. Oh, Blanche, why'd you have to bring so much stuff? You've got as much stuff as I have. I have not. All I brought was my toothbrush and my overnight bottle. You and that bourbon. You wouldn't take five steps away from home without it. Well, I can still remember what happened when we got snowbound in that cabin. That wasn't so terrible. Oh, not much. I had to live for two weeks on nothing but food and water. Don't throw my things around like that. There's no closet. Where shall I put these dresses? In the drawer. Where do you want these drawers? In the dresser. Fold up your pants neatly and put them under the mattress. Okay. Well, take them off first. John, what a fool I was to think you'd change. The second honeymoon was just as big a mistake as our first one. Oh, no, it wasn't. I'm so sorry you made me go on this trip that I could just die. I didn't make you go. You shanghaied me. You even tried to get me to marry you again. Was that such an unreasonable request? Yes, it isn't legal. Why not? A man can't be punished twice for the same crime. Oh, that's too bad about you. How you shame me in front of all my friends. And after I sent the invitations out, too. Well, I wasn't going to have any formal wedding and put out a lot of dough to feed your hungry friends and their squalling brats. There wouldn't have been any brats there at all. How do you know? Because I said plainly on the invitation, Mr. and Mrs. John Bickerson will be married March 9th. No children expected. Put out the lights. I'm never going back to that horrible apartment we live in. I'm going to sit here and stare at the falls forever. Wouldn't hurt you to look at them either, John. I see them every day on the shredded wheat box. How can you be so cynical? I'm glad I have a little romance in my soul. Just Mm. the sight of those falls brings back memories. Mm, Yeah. Sit up, John. Look at that cascade. Doesn't it remind you of something? Yeah. What, John? I think I left the water running in the bathtub. John, you didn't. Okay, I didn't. Good night, Blanche. I never should have trusted you to lock up. Now I'm really worried. Did you close all of the windows? Close the windows. You didn't leave any lights burning, did you? Uh, no. Did you leave food for the cat? Left enough for a week. What did you leave him? A six-pound tin of corned beef. Did you empty it into a plate? No. Well, how do you expect the cat to eat? I left the can opener on top. Stop worrying about the cat. We should have taken all the animals with us. Poor little canary locked in the cage. Cat can't get out of the house. And who is going to feed the goldfish? Oh, I'll bet they're terribly unhappy. Oh, they're not unhappy. They're having a fine vacation. They are not. They are, too. When I left, the cat was fishing. Fishing? 
fishing where? In the goldfish bowl. He was using the canary for bait. John Bickerson! Oh, go to sleep. The canary and the goldfish are fine, and I wish the cat would drop dead. Don't talk like that. I love that cat. When I get home, I'm going to enter him in a cat show. What for? He couldn't win anything. Maybe not, but he'd meet a lot of nice cats. Go to sleep, will you, Blanche? I'm not sleepy. Why don't you sit up and talk to me? Blanche, people don't talk at four in the morning. You talked until five o'clock on our first honeymoon. You kept reciting poetry and telling me how beautiful I was. Do you remember what you said, John? No. You told me your love for me was like a raging inferno. You said you had a fierce fire blazing in your breast like a live coal. What happened to it, John? It's only a clinker now. How can you say such terrible things to me? Blanche, I'm so sleepy, I don't know what I'm saying. I'd like to hear you say things like that to Gloria Gooseby. Can't I even go to Niagara Falls without Gloria Gooseby? The only reason you didn't was because she wouldn't have you. What? You proposed to her 15 times before you proposed to me. You big second fiddle, you. I never proposed to Gloria Gooseby, and you know it. And the next time I see her, I'm going to punch her husband, Leo, right in the nose. What have you got against Leo? He's a better husband than you are. I'm sick of hearing that, too. Leo Gooseby is a cheap, chiseling bum. He is not. He's more generous than you. Would Leo Gooseby give you a new dress? No. Would he give you a new hat? No. Would he give you a mink coat? No. Would you give me a mink coat? No. Why should I give you anything? Leo wouldn't. Stop screaming. You'll wake up the whole hotel. Well, stop goading me. You want me to do nothing but fight, fight, fight. No, I don't. All I do is ask for proof you love me, and you go into a tantrum. Blanche, what more proof do you want? I tell it to you a thousand times a day. I raise a new crop of freckles to spell out I love you. I painted it on all the Burma shave signs. Somebody's at the door, John. Honey, honey, honey. Honey! Madam, this is not a beehive. It's my bedroom. What are people wandering around in the halls this time of night? Don't be so crabby. It's probably some nice little bride who can't find her husband. Maybe he's lost. He isn't lost. He's hiding. Put out the lights, will you, Blanche? I've got a vile headache. Nobody told you to yell your brains out. Good night. If you just stand here and look at the falls for a few minutes... Your headache will go away and you'll sleep fine. Mm. Where does all that water come from? I once read it goes over at the rate of 346,000 gallons a second. John? Yeah? Are the falls higher on the American side or on the Canadian side? I don't know. I'll have to find out in the morning. What a majestic spectacle. I'm convinced there's nothing in the world like Niagara Falls. Except you, Blanche. Really, John? Why do you say that? Because you never dry up either. Good night, John. Well, that wraps it up for today's edition of the Tom Sumner Program. And uh, there's Smoking George Winters telling me it's time to head on down the hall to the living room. But I'll be back tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock with another edition of the Tom Sumner Program. Thanks for tuning in today, and thanks to all the guests we had on the show. J.C. Van Valkenburg and uh, Deborah Lee Ravat, or La Ravat, rather, talking about UFOs. 
Samuel Cohn and the folks from Charity Pro Travel. Good night, everybody. Tom Sumner Program is a live variety show. We want to acknowledge all of our guests who play such an important role in the show and our cavalcade of cohorts from coast to coast for their regular contributions. Most of the musical accompaniment was provided by people in or from the Flint area. Many of the pre-recorded portions of the Tom Sumner program are made possible by Flint's own Steve McComb and Pencil Sketch Recording in Nashville, Tennessee. If you have comments, questions or suggestions about the show, find us on Facebook. This is Prue Clearwater. Join us next time for another edition of the Tom Sumner program. And thanks for listening.